G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. This is Andrew McLennan, and with our regular update from Israel and the Middle East, we have our special guest, Ron Ross. Ron, welcome. Uh, Good morning, Andrew. Ron, after a tense ceasefire to release hostages, the fighting between Israel and Hamas has resumed. Israel is targeting the Hamas General Security Headquarters as troops engage in the center of Khan Yunus. Yeah, the Israel Defense Forces said it pushed deeper into Jabalaya in the northern Gaza Strip on Tuesday with the 551st Reserve Grade Brigade and the Navy Shayatet 13 Commando Unit raiding Hamas's General Security Headquarters in the area. The military also pushed ahead with expanding its ground offensive into Khan Yunus, where it believes much of the Hamas leadership is hiding and many of the <laughs> hostages may be held. Late on Tuesday afternoon, the IDF said troops had reached the centre of Khan Yunus with the largest city in the southern Gaza. Major General Yaron Finkelman, head of the Southern Command, said troops were involved in the heaviest fighting seen since the start of the ground invasion over a month ago. We are in the heart of Jabalaya, in the heart of Shazaya, and from this evening, also in the heart of Khan Yunus, he said in a statement. This is the most intense day of battle since the start of the ground manoeuvre in terms of terrorists killed, the number of engagements, and the use of fire from the ground and the air. Yeah, it's it's really hotting up over there. And just for our listeners, this next segment of this of, of Ron's report contains graphic and disturbing details. So if you don't want to hear that or if you've got small children with you, perhaps it's a good idea just to uh, switch off for a couple of minutes. But Ron, there are reports from released hostage survivors and their families of alarming Hamas atrocities. Yeah, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu lashed out at international silence regarding Hamas's rape and sexual mutilation of women it killed during its October 7 infiltration into southern Israel. Were you quiet because we were talking about Jewish women, he asked? We've certainly heard alarming details. As hostages returned to Israel during last week's ceasefire, details of the atrocities they witnessed during the invasion, alongside testimonies by other survivors of the massacres, is growing evidence that the Gaza-based terror organisation conducted an orchestrated campaign of sexual terror and physical mutilation. Yoni Sadan, a 39-year-old foundry shift manager and father of four, was one of the survivors at the Supernova Music Festival outside Rim, where at least 364 partygoers were slaughtered by Gaza terrorists. Speaking with the Sunday Times, Sadan recalled the grisly atrocities committed by terrorists, including decapitation and gang rape. Hiding under the dead body of a woman shot during the initial attack, Sadan smeared her blood on himself to convince passing tourists he too was dead. An hour later, Sadan witnessed a young woman begging to be killed as she was gang raped by at least eight terrorists. 
I saw this beautiful woman with the face of an angel, and eight or ten of the fighters beating and raping her. She was screaming, stop it. Already I'm going to die anyway from what you're doing. Just kill me. When they finished, they were laughing, and the last one shot her in the head. Later, hiding in bushes, Sidon saw another young woman decapitated with a shovel, after which she resisted attempts by two terrorists to rape her. They had a, a caught a young woman near a cow, and she was fighting back, not allowing them to strip her. They threw her to the ground, and one of the terrorists took a shovel, beheaded her, and her head rolled along the ground. Shelly Harash, an Israel police commander tasked with investigating the sexual terrorism committed on October 7, shared some of the horrifying details of testimonials collected by witnesses and search and rescue teams who often found undeniable signs of sexual assault and torture. It's clear now that sexual crimes were part of the planning and the purpose was to terrify and humiliate people, I rush told the Sunday Times. The abuse of female soldiers was just too bad to describe. It's all sordid, horrific and demonic, I'm afraid. Yeah, it's it's just heartbreaking, Ross, and it's it's just awful, awful stuff. But we have to speak the truth. We have to tell the world what's what's been happening there. And and Hamas has defended kidnapping babies in order to pressure Israel. Yes, a senior Hamas spokesman defended the terror organization's abduction of young Israeli children, telling American media that the youngsters must work to pressure their government to change its policies. Speaking with the U.S. network CBS, Ahmad responded to questions regarding the kidnapping of Israeli civilians, including children. Ahmad justified the abductions, stating they were carried out in order to impose pressure on the government to tell them that you pushed us to hell. When asked how young children, including 10-month-old Kafir Bibas and 4-year-old Aurelia Bibas, both of whom Hamas recently claimed died in captivity, could do to change Israeli government policies, Hamas said they have to exert pressure on Israel, their government, in order to tell them that you're going the wrong way. Kafir, Ariel and their mother Shiri were taken into captivity on October 7, along with their father. Earlier this week, Hamas issued a statement claiming that Shiri and her two children had died in captivity. The statement was followed by a video recording of Yadin Bibas responding to claims that his wife and children had died in the interview, Ahmad also downplayed the importance of the lives of Israeli hostages held in captivity in Gaza, saying it's not so important how many of them are alive. I don't know. The number is not important. Yeah, unbelievable, Ron. But uh, And as fighting continues, Israel will try to celebrate Hanukkah starting tomorrow. Yeah, the joyous Hanukkah celebration begins tomorrow. Former Israeli ambassador and political commentator Yoram Ettinger, who I work with closely in Jerusalem, has compiled an interesting comment for appropriate times for now. It's a long article. I'll just reference some of his observations. First, according to Israel's founding father, David Ben-Gurion, Hanukkah commemorates the struggle of the Maccabees which was one of the most dramatic clashes of civilizations in human history, not merely a political military struggle against foreign oppression. Unlike many peoples, the meager Jewish people did not assimilate. 
the Jewish people prevailed, won, sustained and enhanced their independence and unique civilization. It was the spirit of the people rather than the veiled spirit of the establishment which enabled the Hasmoneans to overcome one of the most magnificent spiritual, political and military challenges in Jewish history. Words from David Ben-Gurion. Second, Hanukkah is a Jewish national liberation holiday. Hanukkah is the only Jewish holiday that commemorates an ancient national liberation struggle in the land of Israel. Unlike the national holidays, Passover, Sukkot and Shavuot, which is Pentecost, which commemorate the liberation from slavery in Egypt to independence in the land of Israel. And unlike Purim, which commemorates liberation from a Persian attempt to annihilate the Jewish people. Third, Hanukkah highlights the centrality of the land of Israel in the formation of Jewish history, religion, culture and language. The mountain ridges of Judea and southern Samaria, the West Bank, were the platform for the Maccabean military battles. Fourth, Hanukkah celebrates the Maccabean-led national liberation by conducting in-house family education and lighting channels for eight days in commemoration of the re-inauguration of Jerusalem's Jewish temple and its menorah, the candelabra. The Hebrew words Hanukkah, inauguration and education, possess the same Hebraic root. Fifth, Hanukkah highlights the defeat of darkness, disbelief, forgetfulness and pessimism by the spirit of light, faith, commemoration and optimism. It's a very important thought, an appropriate one, for Hanukkah 2023. Yeah, and in the midst of so much darkness going on in Israel right now, Israeli political parties united this week to host a global prayer meeting. And in a first ever, they invited evangelical churches to participate. And one of the speakers was author Joel Rosenberg. What did he have to say, Ron? Well, he began by saying, don't miss what God is doing. Don't take this for granted. And don't stop beseeching God to set the captives free, according to Isaiah 61.1. He went on, we have literally witnessed a breathtaking series of miracles this past week with the release of almost 100 Israeli and foreign national hostages. This represents huge answers to the prayers of millions of believers around the world. But only if we continue to humbly and tirelessly pray to the Almighty God of Israel and mobilize millions of more people to join us in praying without ceasing, will we see the rest of our hostages safely released. God is shaking Israel to its core right now. The Lord is our shepherd but too many Israelis don't know him or have ignored him, thus exposing ourselves to the barbaric attacks of savage wolves. Only if we turn our hearts to our God, our Good Shepherd, and humbly follow God's roadmap to rescue and redemption and victory over our enemies that he lays out clearly and precisely in the Holy Scriptures, can we truly have any hope of success, much less long-term peace. This was at a global day of prayer conducted at the Israeli Knesset this week. Rosenberg said, let's be honest, the price has been painfully high for this hostage deal with Hamas. Israel's government has had to release hundreds of Palestinian prisoners, most of them convicted of terrorism and other serious charges. Still, do you recall ISIS ever releasing any Jew, Christian or Muslim they captured in Iraq or Syria 
during the height of their power? Neither do I. Rather, the demonic forces of ISIS beheaded those they capture or burned them alive, filming each of these gruesome murders and posting the videos on YouTube for all the world to see. And yet Hamas, which proved itself on October 7 even more demonic, bloodthirsty and genocidal than ISIS, is releasing Israeli Jews. Israelis are astonished as people around the world who are almost certain Hamas would murder all of these hostages and post those videos on social media as well. This is the hand of God. He is supernaturally and sovereignly forcing Hamas to release these hostages as he responds to the prayers of his people all over the globe. Nothing else explains what's happening. But what does the future hold? There are still upwards of 150 hostages who remain in the cruel clutches of Hamas in the Gaza Strip. Will they too be miraculously released? Not if we depend on the goodwill of Hamas. He was particularly uh, emphasised on the fact that this was the first time an evangelical Christian had been asked to share at a prayer meeting in the Knesset. And he said, I do want to say a prayer, but I don't have any words of my own to offer. You know, my wife and I have four sons, two of which have served in the IDF, and our hearts are grieving with the rest of our country. And of course, we grieve with them, but our response is to pray and to pray without ceasing. What a man for the hour. What a fantastic message and uh, and a prayer. And uh, we all need to continue to pray for Israel, don't we, Ron? And we pray for peace, not just peace metaphorically, but the peace that comes from God through our Lord Jesus Christ, that more and more Israelis would turn to the Lord at this time. Ron, I want to thank you for such a valuable and important update from Israel today. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.